Welcome to Uncomplicating Weight Loss and Life. I'm your host, Eva Rodriguez, proud Latina, single mom, certified life coach, and weight loss coach. I'm here to help high-achieving boss women lose their weight for the last damn time and up-level their lives. When it comes to your health, weight loss, and this thing called life, I'm not saying it'll always be easy, but it doesn't have to be complicated. In this week's episode, you're going to be listening in on another coaching call between me and one of my bootcamp clients. She is a 33-year-old newlywed who is starting her fertility journey. We talked about how to prepare her body for pregnancy, but the main issue that she wanted coaching on was around how to balance her nutritional needs with her husband's and the chaos that it was causing when it came to grocery shopping and meal planning as a couple. It's actually interesting because totally separate from this, but a few weeks ago, I actually did my very first couple session with a client and her boyfriend. And I've never done a couple session before. I've never considered myself to be a relationship coach, but the beauty of being a life coach is that I can coach anyone on anything. And apparently I'm a pretty dope ass relationship coach because it was an amazing session and I sometimes wish he would have recorded it. But I say this because every single time I have a session with a client, I fall more and more in love with coaching. And one of the biggest things that I love about coaching is the way that thought patterns always show up to shine a light on what's really at the core. And I've noticed this trend for a while that for so many women, it's the ingrained and sometimes unconscious or subconscious way that we put ourselves and our needs on the back burner, whether it's for people-pleasing reasons, or for fear of looking selfish, or maybe even a combination of both. It's such a common trend across all of my coaching conversations. So as you listen in, I want to offer that it is time to start normalizing, prioritizing yourself and your well-being. Can we just all agree to make that happen in the new year? normalize prioritizing ourselves and our well-being without feeling selfish or guilty or shame. Tell me a little bit about when you decided that you and your husband wanted to start trying for a baby. So I moved to Atlanta three years ago and we kind of knew about two years into my move, that would be when we would start like planning, kind of getting more to like the fertility process, like um, how many times we need to be doing it. But then on top of that, you know, like what we need to be eating, drinking more water and stuff like that. So I'd say, you know, we've been planning it for a couple of years, but to the point where we've been actually like making changes, it's been maybe about four to six months. Tell me more about some of these changes that you started to implement. So first off, just drinking more water. Um, that's something we can both do. I have been trying to get back into exercising, but I have not been consistent with it. Trying to make better choices, but we're kind of just like a little bit stuck in not only a cycle, but a little bit of a place where like our grocery, I think it's really honestly just like our groceries and 
the cadence that we buy groceries, like what types of groceries we buy. Do I need to make like a list that's like, this is our regular list, but these are the things that I need. And usually that list that I need just goes out the window, essentially. Why? Because my first mind is to take care of my household or the people that I love. I mean, I know he likes bread. I am not a bread person, but Hawaiian rolls are always on the list. Mm -hmm. There's things like juices and stuff that I usually don't drink that I find myself like drinking or eating more sugar because... Those are kind of the things that my husband likes. What I have been able to change is like our snacks. He likes to eat like Nature Valley bars. I recently bought some kind bars that are like the cereal bars, um, some snack bars and like a little bit of variety. So our snacking is actually really healthy. We don't really like snack crazy anymore because we used to just like buy a gallon of Reese's cups from Sam's Club because Mm -hmm. that's the only version they have. So Our snacking is actually really good, but my first mind is just to, you know, what are we going to eat for dinner kind of thing. And I don't really think about like my breakfast or my lunch. I'm usually thinking about what does he need for breakfast to be a school teacher all day Mm -hmm. and a coach all night. You know, what's going to keep him going, which is usually like waffles. You know, I'm not really a bread or waffle person. So I don't really have a breakfast. Like, that's just my mind. Like, what is he going to eat? What does he kind of need? What do we need for dinner? I love artichoke, but I don't buy artichoke. Like, I love the whole produce section. So I don't really know why it goes out of the window, but it does because my first mind is just like, what can what can sustain us, the both of us, over the next two to four weeks? Okay. Does he know that you put your needs after his that instead of getting the things you like you get the things that he likes is he aware of that I have mentioned it to him before but I don't know that he's actually aware okay I do a lot of planning and preparation and things and I'll talk to him about it but I don't think that he knows specifically like my needs are met because I'm trying to meet the household's needs I think it's just like damn, I like strawberries and he hates strawberries, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I buy the celery that he likes. He knows that I like celery, but it's not like my snacking option. So I don't know that he's actually thinking about it like that. Yeah. So that is something that I need to communicate. I have communicated before, like I need to mix up our sh- our shopping list. You know, mm-hmm. there are things that I like, you know, like raspberries or blackberries, like those are healthy, you know, like, but I don't think he actually knows how much like my personal body like actually needs and likes those things. I'm just saying I like strawberries and you don't kind of thing. Okay. What do you think he would say if you told him exactly what you're saying to me? If you're like, you know, because I love you so much, I tend to get the things that you like at the grocery store but I'm sacrificing what I like. If you just said that to him, do you think he'd be like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. Why are you doing that? What do you think knowing him? Because I don't know him. What would he say? He's a Sagittarius and he would say, get the fucking strawberry. Literally, it's that simple. It's all in my brain at this point. Mm -hmm. Like, and what it feels like is I'll, I'll expand on that. To me, it feels like a little bit of selfishness. When you have a budget, 
you have your budget. These are the things we usually get. You know, for me, buying artichoke is a splurge. You know, mm-hmm. buying two, well, one pack of strawberries because they're not going to last two packs. So mm-hmm. it's like buying those things feels like a splurge. Then it's a little bit of the thought process when I do get them because they're kind of new to my diet. Like, how do I present them to myself? Do I just cut them up and eat a whole cup of strawberries? Even though that's simple, but my palate isn't necessarily used to a couple of strawberries, but I love strawberries. So it's like, I'm just, I need to get into the mode of like, first of all, I know my husband's going to say, get what you came here for. Like, and if it, he doesn't even think or talk about the cost or anything. So there's no pressure there. It's just in my mind, like, this is our budget. This is what we need for the house. Anything other than that is a splurge or something that we can't get this week. But then it dep- it turns out, you know, it's been f- seven weeks and I haven't gotten strawberries. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit of a mental thing, but also just how to incorporate, like, if we do have this budget, how much am I allocating to myself over just the full household? Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Why do you think that buying the things that you like is selfish? I think that's a lifelong conditioning. <laughs> um, my mom didn't cook. So when I like moved out at around 18, 17, I moved with my godparents and it was whatever my godmother was cooking. And then when I moved out of there, I was living with roommates throughout my whole 20s. And I didn't necessarily have grocery money in Southern California, to be honest with you. Like Mm -hmm. I was eating what I can at that point. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't until I moved and really like had a little bit of space and a little bit more financially to say there needs to be a grocery budget. Never had like the mind or space to actually like pay more attention to like what I need nutritionally. It's almost like a treat or fun or something. It's not necessarily built in my mind. Like these are the things you need and you like, keep them in your life kind of thing. Do you think your husband is selfish that he gets to eat what he likes to eat, but you don't? Yes and no. I say no because I'm the determining factor of what we eat and what we buy, to be honest. But then yes, because he's just used to what he eats. It's not like he asks for anything though. So it's like, it's probably a no. I mean, he'll eat whatever I put on the table, but also he can be a little bit picky sometimes. I don't think he's like consciously selfish about that. Mm -hmm. Um, Because if I were to ask him, he'd literally say, like, buy it then. Or, you know, here's what we'll do with with snacks, you know, and we'll do something else. Like, he's easy to talk to if I were to say out plainly, like, you selfish. Mm -hmm. You eat a lot of bread. Mm -hmm. Some of that bread needs to go to strawberries, you know. So I don't think he's actually trying to be selfish, And maybe it's me trying to cater to him instead of like what he actually wants or needs, you know. Are you assuming what he wants and needs? A lot of the time, yes. But I do take the opportunity often to ask and try to get 
a glimpse of like, you know, what are you in the mood for? What is your body feeling? But he's not really in tune with like in-depth answers like that. He's just like, if you don't cook, I'll eat pizza rolls. Like, you know, he's (laughs) really simple. Um, I'm a little, I'm a lot more complex where I'm like, you know, do you want broccoli? Do you need more fiber? You know, like, what does your body need? What does your body need? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but in my mind, maybe a power struggle because I'm really fighting against myself. Like, do I either let him continue in these patterns, even though we've talked about them and I've mentioned like, hey, I need to eat healthier because I am trying to get pregnant, but you need to eat healthier because you're trying to get me pregnant. He jokes about the seriousness of what we actually need to be doing. Okay. So what I'm hearing thus far is a lot of this, if not most of it and all of it is in your head. It's all you. Basically. Yeah. Always. Um, It's you because, and not like it's you, like it's the problem. It's you like almost that you're creating problems in your head that don't exist. Because one of the things that I've learned Men don't think like us. They don't feel like us. They don't process like us. So asking this man, what is your body? What's your body telling you it needs? It's been only a couple of (laughs) times, but it's also, I do understand that completely. I'm also adjusting to the role as not only his wife, but the future mother of his kids. I'm also kind of just learning a little bit of that balance. Like how much do I need to even ask? You know, if I decide this is what's for dinner this is what's for dinner. And he eats or he doesn't. And I think a lot of our relationship, I've been trying to balance it off the fact that he's a coach and he might get home after 11 or, you know, sometime, most of the time during seasons, it's after 7.30 and then game days, it's, it could be midnight. So it's like, I think I've just been trying to put it all in one box and I'm barely catching on. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it sounds also like there's maybe a little bit of, I can't tell if it's judgment or insecurity, so you tell me, of being a new wife and doing it right. Maybe more pressure. Maybe that has a little bit of judgment in it because Mm -hmm. I'm judging like what I should be doing or what I could be doing in the kitchen with the house. Like we just moved here six months ago. It's the first house I've ever had for myself and kind of learning of like, what's my authority maybe as a wife? And like you said, it could be a lot of me because I've come from a timid place in a lot of times in my life. So for me, this is like taking charge. I feel like I'm just still kind of learning who I am in the kitchen, even though I know I own this kitchen kind of thing. Okay. So you're learning who you are in the kitchen. You're learning who you are as a wife. You're going to learn how you're going to be as a mother. And some of these things, it's actually good it's coming up now because similar to how your husband, you think you're catering to him by giving him the things that he's telling you or that you think he wants or or needs for meals, just keeping it super simple. Right. When you have a child, let me tell you about kids. They want ice cream for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure from what I know about you that you're not going to be like, okay, baby, here's your ice cream. (laughs) 
<laughs> and that's the other thing. I don't want to view him as like my child, mm-hmm. which planning meals for my husband doesn't equate him to my child, mm-hmm. but I've only ever had experience with here, six-year-old, this is what you're eating for lunch, mm-hmm. you know, but that's a great point that you bring up because they are different. But when I think about the future, he will be eating the same thing. So it's like, start now and mm-hmm. <laughs> keep doing it later. Knowing that when you do have a family, when you have children and all of that, you're going to be cooking, unless you choose to cook either two separate meals or three separate meals, because that's also a choice and that's something that some women do. How does that feel? The idea of just in order to appease everyone, I'll just be cooking separate meals versus... I am the decision maker as the person that's cooking and what I decide is the healthiest for all of us is what we eat. Which one feels more aligned with you? Being the decision maker feels more confident, you know, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. this is what I'm making. I don't have to second guess or I don't have to wait until 630 to ask who wants what, you know, Mm -hmm. and I can just start what I need to start. Are you open to... making two separate meals one for you and one for him i'm open to it yes okay yeah would that be easier for your mind to wrap around now where you are granted i i hear you when you say like you both should be healthy you both want to be healthy while you're on this journey but at the end of the day the responsibility is always going to fall on you yeah and you're the one that's going to carry the babies so he can eat all the bread he wants he's still gonna get you pregnant Right. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't nothing changed that. He has very little to do after that. So the reality is where you are right now, if the priority is to get my body ready for fertility, then the priority has to be all of the things that it entails to get your body ready for fertility. And if that means, because again, it goes back to the, the previous scenario. There's two things. You could either say, hey, babe, this is the plan, the planned meals for the week. This is what we're going to eat. Yeah. And it's all the shit that you want to eat because you're the one that's going to be carrying the baby. Yeah. He gets on board or he goes get, and gets wings and pizza. Who gives a True. fuck? True. Or you could say, okay, I know what he likes and I know what I like. So mm-hmm. I will eat this and he will eat that. Might be a little bit more work for you, or it might not. It just depends on how that feels for you. But that, I think, is a decision that you need to make. Yeah. Not so much, because you know what's healthy for you, and you know what you like. Yeah. And you know that, I mean, as at the most basic bottom line, the more fruits and vegetables you can add to your diet, the healthier you're going to be. Exactly, yeah. So more fruits and vegetables, less processed foods, less bread, less cheese, all of that. That is a a healthy balanced meal. You left everybody loves cheese. Our bodies hate cheese. They don't know how to process it. They don't. I love cheese (laughs) and eggs, but it really does make sense. As important as having a baby and preparing for a baby is, I do need these things. And most times he does too. So... I do appreciate it's like, these are the meals for the week. Cause I think that's what I really need so that I can stay a little bit more structured. Cause that's what I personally need mentally. 
But if I can get there, then eventually I can say, okay, this is what I'm making. And this is like the sep- the supplemental meal for whoever wants to indulge kind of thing. So I think I like the approach of really just paying attention to what I need and what we might both need, you know, coupled with what we're kind of used to, but on a healthier factor. And then later implementing a separate dish, you know, to some things. Yeah. So I think one like pretty simple action item, something that I recommend sometimes to my clients that they like to do is they sell them like on Amazon, but like you could get one of those weekly planners to put on your refrigerator or (laughs) to put it, you know, to keep it in the kitchen or whatever, where you just every Sunday or whenever you guys choose, you just just, and you can decide together. I mean, it could be a collaborative thing where it's like, okay, here are the meals that I'm thinking for the week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you can even do this, like, Meatless Monday, Taco Tuesday, like theme the shit out or whatever, just to make it a little bit gamified and exciting. But it gives him buy-in as well, because then you're not the dictator of the kitchen, because it kind of sounds like that's what you don't want to be, is like, as you are the authority of the kitchen, you don't want to be like, you don't want it to be so rigid. Yeah. Um, And that's not your personality either. And you even mentioned a little while ago, it's like in the delivery of it, the delivery is everything, right? If you approach it in a collaborative way with your husband, he might just be like, girl, I don't care. Just as long as I'm eating. Yeah. But this way he can write it. He can write his own stuff. He can make his requests. Yes. (laughs) He can make his requests. You can negotiate if you need to. You can slip in your strawberries and your asparagus because he doesn't even (laughs) give a damn if you have them. Right. It's not even like if the strawberries are there. He's like, ew, strawberries. Or he's not allergic. He just doesn't like them. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Right. That's why I wanted to like full circle, bring it around because it's in your mind. You're making the strawberries the problem and they're not. Right. And they're also not breaking the budget. I mean, in this economy, everything is. Yeah. But whatever. I mean, um, but, two for ten is like, but the strawberries and the asparagus are not breaking yeah. the budget. I think part of that is probably comes from the scarcity drama from growing up. Yes, yes. Growing up the way that you did, um, growing up where your mom wasn't the homemaker, wasn't the traditional wife, wasn't all of these things. None of that was modeled for you. But the great thing is there's always that silver lining. You get to create the wife that you want to be, the mom that you want to be, the queen of the house that you want to be. Yes. (laughs) You get to create it. There is no, there's no like history of it. Like there's like for people like me, right? I grew up in a very traditional household. So it's, it was like your ass belongs in the kitchen. Yeah, and you have to be cleaning at all times. And like I all just of that. knew that I probably should be in the kitchen, but I I don't know how to be in the kitchen exactly. back then, you know. So yeah. Right. So now you have the freedom to say like, this is what our family dynamic that we're growing looks like. Yeah. And you and when you think of it that way, it feels less scary. Yeah. Because you're not like fuck. I don't know what I'm doing. So let me just sacrifice my needs. When realistically. I think if you even said to him after this call, if you're like, hey, I was talking to Eva and I realized I was just assuming that the strawberries would like bother you or that, you you know, whatever. And he'd probably be like, I don't care. Like you even said it. Yeah. Strawberries. Exactly. Yeah. If I don't like what's on the on the menu, I'll get something else. He's not. He's a grown ass man. Guess what? He's not going to do. Yeah. (laughs) No, definitely not. 
and <laughs> he's not in this house. Thanks so much for tuning into today's episode. To learn more about how to work with me, go to eva.fit and click on the work with me button. While you're there, be sure to check out my free weight loss resources so that you can get a jump start on your journey. I'll see you there.